Welcome to the Loretta Nash Show. Um, I am Loretta Nash, and I will be reading from I'll Take My Stand, a book I got from the library, and it says by 12 Southerners, and I am in the second article of the book, and it's called A Mirror for Artists by Donald Davidson. I kind of sound like a robot when I read. I am not a very good reader. Might as well say that off the bat. So if you can't stand my little bits and pieces reading, which not many people in school did. Uh, but okay, let me just go ahead and get start reading this. A Mirror for Artists by Donald Davison. What is the industrial theory of the arts? <laughs> it's ironic because I'm an artist. Okay, let me rewind. What is the industrial theory of the arts? It is something to which industry has not turned its corporate brains in any large measure. Yet, however, unformulated, there seems to be the phantom of a theory in the air. Perhaps it may materialize into some uh, formidable managerial okay, managerial body which will take care of the matter for us, the United States Chamber of art art or the natural arts council with a distinguished board of directors and local communities in every state in the absence yeah in the absence of the reassuring information which it would undoubtedly be the function of such a body to collect and dis disseminate, I must beg leave to define the industrial theory of the arts the best I can. Whenever it is attacked for dirtying up the landscape and rendering human life generally null, but can't generally dull, Mechanically standardized and mean, industrialism replies, but point replies by point pointing out con compensatory benefits. In this field of the arts, these are the benefits of a plodding. Macanus, M with that funny A and E thing together, C E N A S, might think about without greatly aggravating his intelligence, aggravating his. That supposed to be aggravating. Yeah, aggravating his intellect. Okay, it's got a G and 
being Southern, and we always say it with a V. Okay. When material pro prosperity has finally become permanent, will permanent when will all rich when we are all rich when life has been reduced to some last pattern of efficiency then we shall all sit down and enjoy ourselves since nice civilized people are supposed to be are supposed to have art we shall have art. We shall buy it, hire it, can it, or most conclusively uh, manufacture it. That is a sufficient. Uh, this is a sufficient answer to the whole question. So far as the industrial. Mackians is concerned and he does not of course realize what a strange part he plays in the role of Mackian uh, okay this must be an art history thing okay um I stopped at the end of the sentence, but I'm not at the end of the paragraph. Be patient with me. I do my best with reading and horrible at it. Especially out loud. Okay. The nouveau, uh, nouveau, I know that word. The nouveau Richie is never sensible of his own errors. If the industrial makings uh, were alone to be considered, I should not be writing this essay. Other people, some of them, persons of learning and thoughtfulness, hold essentially the same theory. They talk of mastering the machine or riding the wild horse of industrial power, which the idea that in that in industrialism may furnish the bias of society which will foster art it is a considerable doctrine and a pop popular one got to think this is 1930 in essays uh all these essays and this whole book is 1930 so, what was they doing in art history in 1930s? Uh, they were starting to get into cubism and modernism. Yeah. If I remember my, uh, art history. That sounds about right. Because, uh, Picasso was starting to get, yeah. Yeah, 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 because of Lipka. She was doing, yeah, we kind of doing a cubist. So this uh, industrial uh, ism that's in this article is basically pretty much cubism. If I, yeah, sounds right. Okay, and I have stopped at a paragraph. Okay, let me get to uh, 
go with this article. Okay. The contention of this essay is that such theories are wrong in their foundation. Industrialism cannot play the role of Macon's. Macon's. Because it's completely, it is complete asenteracy will mean that there will be no arts left to foster. Or, if they exist at all, they will flourish only in a diseased and disordered condition. And the industrial Makins will find himself in the embarrassing position of having to patronize an art that secretly hates him and calls him bad names. More completely, the making of an industrialized society will extinguish the means of the arts as humanity has known them in the past, by changing the conditions of life that have give art its a meaning. For they have been produced in societies which were for the most part stable, religious, and arrogant. Agrarian. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look right, but we say it with a W, agrarian, a southern thing, uh, where the goodness of life was measured by an scale of values having little to do with the mat uh, material values of industrialism, where men were never too far removed from nature to forget that the chief subject of art in the final scene, sense of nature. It is my further contention that the cause of the arts thus viewed, okay, let me, yeah, okay, thus viewed offer an additional uh, reason among many reasons for submitting the industrial submitting the industrial program to the stern criticism and for upholding a contrary program that of all an agrarian restoration and that and that in America the south past and present furnishes a living example of an agrarian society, the pre preservation of which is worth the most heroic efforts that men could give in the time of crisis. Okay, and then there's a big space here. Oh, so this is pretty much giving you a little bit of art history. In this article, uh, up to the point of the 1930s, and yeah, I, I had I had trouble 
with modern art history. Oh, whew. boy, did I ever had trouble with that. I had to do a survey of uh, modern art history for my degree. And whew, uh, I took it the first year, the first time. Uh, it was a great, it was supposed to be a senior level. I didn't do too well with it. Me and, uh, it was me and another girl. She, of course, being book smart as she is. Hi, Amy. Um, you know, as book smart as she is and everything. And she got to pass it very easy. Very, very easy. Me, uh, not so good. First time I failed it and then waited around, took all the other classes and then took it again my senior year. And uh, he, the, my professor, he put it down as a tutorial set, uh, class instead of an act. He still gave me credit for it, but it was a tutorial class and I barely passed it. And we were supposed to be given reports and, and all kinds of stuff. It was, I hated doing reports. I still kind of do hate them. Uh, well, I'm stopping for right now because I'm getting crunched on time for this article. And this is a big thing and I like to jump around and think. Yeah, thinking about my art history. I mean, I did good with uh, the art survey. I did pass it with a C, but, you know, that I really wasn't. That was a long time ago, and I know my grades back then were so bad. New experience, and here 30-something years later, uh, and not been around uh, uh, college-level stuff much, is, you know, kind of throwing me off. And then, then get finding books like this, and then reading them out loud, oh boy, it's really fun. And then using these equipments and trying to do this podcast or the show. And, oh, it gets so crazy. And just doing this on uh, on a fly for fun. Uh, okay, you are listening to the Loretta Nash Show or Lore's Blog. Um, I am coming on a hard break. And I will try to read the... Rest of this, a mirror for artists in just a bit. So I'll see you in a bit.